to talking about American Dad, the best of the McFarlane shows. I am your host, The Lonely Photon. Um, I am... What? You have a name, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm... Come on. Yeah, okay. God, God, I got off work and you're giving me shit already. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. All right. Um, I'm I'm joined by uh, Andy, aka X underscore Anarcho Anon on Twitter. Andy, hi. Good evening. Um, um, it's super light. We're I'm joined this. by um, uh, Bobo, the fucking... Uh, awful person, uh, Ty. Hey, what's up? And um, returning champion, he's he's back. Seamus Malikasavli. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Seamus Malikasavli from uh, Chapo Trap House. Um, <laughs> yeah, host of Chapo Trap House. The the first person I think to uh, be a reoccurring. No, wait, no, no, wait. Uh, we've had a reoccurring guest. Yeah. Uh, n- yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Rose. Uh, the second but... reoccurring guest uh, yeah. from Chapo Trap House. Um, and, sorry, sorry to our other guests. Probably our favorite. Seamus is a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, well, well, uh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, no, Seamus, how are you doing? Um, I think I'm doing well. Um, can you guys, can you guys hear me okay? Just to make sure. Yeah, yeah you're coming yeah, in. Yeah, you're fine. Just All fine. right. Um, so just, just to correct tie. Um, my name is uh, Seamus Malik Afzali. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of vowels in there. Okay. You can move and maneuver around it, um, I think. But nevertheless, okay. Um, after, now, now, now that we, I got it. Sort of. We, we've roasted Ty um, pretty thoroughly here. Yeah. And I think no, I, I think that I think I, this, let's 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 just go on with this with this season. Just I want to get this. Yeah. I want to get well, this done. With, uh, I, oh my gosh. I, I well I, sorry, Seamus. I guess we we got to start off with you because um you know. Last time you had you on a McFarlane podcast, it was Family Guy. This time it's American yeah. Dad. So we want to know, what's your history with American Dad? What's your story, Seamus Malik of Sevely? Oh, wow. American Dad. What a program. What a, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember when I started watching American Dad. Um, I think I probably, I, it was just all kind of always with me um, in some way or another. Right. Um, kind of like Family Guy as well. Um, I watched a lot of the later seasons before I got to the earlier seasons. Um, I remember the episode where, where, um, I can't remember what season it was, but that when there's a hurricane that hits, uh, Langley Falls and the house gets flooded. That was, um, that was season four or five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it was a crossover with Cleveland Show and, uh, Family Guy. So probably season four or five, I would imagine. And, uh, reminder for audiences... Uh, the Family Guy episode is pro- of the Hurricane Trilogy is probably the worst episode oh, of the show. Oh, is that the one yeah. where um, right. Brian cuts off his ear? Or is that a different one? Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's, that's, and that's, not that's not the, the problematic part. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, go listen to our episode about that season. It has we, Felix. Uh, talk about oh, it. Yeah. No, we, 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 we but, do love Yeah, Felix. no, that is... I, um, yeah, I think that's a very common thing for uh, people people who kind of in our age cohort who watched a lot of like adult swim or whatever is that they were showing some of those late seasons of american dad uh like like even more i would argue than family guy in some cases yeah i i my so i think it's it's an easy thing to fall into that was my exposure to it um i had i had i had watched the earlier seasons at some point but i had not i had pretty thoroughly extinguished it from my mind before this point uh, right. Now it's been pushed to the forefront, and I watched it a week ago, and it's already quickly escaping my mind like a um, like deflating balloon. Really? So, uh, so, uh, well, let's go to the experts on this because this is something that me and Andy and Spencer all kind of agree on: is that this is so much better than anything Family Guy's doing. Mm. Like concurrently. No, I would... Okay, maybe we don't agree on that. This is a very solid season of television. I would argue it's better than... Maybe any Family Guy season except for six and maybe ten. You mean eleven? Eleven. Oh, eleven. Yeah. yeah. See, I, okay. I will say this. Uh, I liked this season. I thought this was a good season. But I still, when watching this, um, 
felt like a lot of the things that I really li- a lot of the energy specifically. This feels much slower than a lot of the stuff I really like about later American Dad season. It's not bad. I'd still probably give this like a seven out of ten. But it's really? it's about on par with like Family Guy season two for me in the sense of it's good, but it's it doesn't quite hit what I want when I come back to this show. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 definitely still missing a few pieces for me, but I would say it is a solid season of television. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's significantly better than what Family Guy was offering at like season four or whatever. Yeah, I can see that. Why, why don't we just let our guests, um, so Seamus, do you have any thoughts on this season as a whole, aside from I barely remember it exists? Um, okay, I, I remember I said on the first episode that I came on, um, that all the episodes are kind of blended together in this unholy mass, um, is of how bad it was. But on this one, it's pretty bland for the most part, um, not really anything stand out bad that I wouldn't want to revisit but um yeah. but the, the, it has more highs I think than um the yes because I, yeah. I remember the um the uh the uh the um the noir partial noir thing with Steve was kind of cool yeah um, yeah in the episode Star Trek it, it, kind of like the first the reversing thing uh but also I mean I mean the one thing that's impossible to forget is Stan of Arabia uh, but not for yeah. reasons that are, <laughs> we'll are get good, that. but um, it, it, it's it's notable yeah. for being kind of a little not a time capsule, not right. a time capsule because Seth MacFarlane still believes all these horrible things, but like a nice time capsule of when it was right. more socially acceptable to say these yeah. things. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, to to utilize inter- internet parlance, it's uh, it's a bit icky. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, it's questionable. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad we kind of agree on, on the chance. Like, this is better than an average season of Family Guy, but not necessarily significantly so. It's like, well, more, it's pretty consistent. See, I would make the argument that, yeah, it's. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this season. Maybe it's just like whatever my particular brand of idiosyncrasy is, but th- this season was so much cleaner in terms of its structure than really any Family Guy season in terms of, like, you know, giving giving the, you know, tying the plots into, you know, a thematic concern, you know, giving all of the characters something to do in the episode, which is something that Family Guy has never been able to do. Setting stuff up and paying stuff off is... Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. It is is so much... I mean, and frankly, I mean, that's not why we watch Family Guy in a lot of reasons, but, like, compared to Family Guy, in terms of, like, the actual way it is constructed, this show is head and above anything that Family Guy has ever done. I'm definitely going to agree with you on that. I I just think I feel like this sort of... My my criticism with the show is, while it is often clever and well-structured, it's not necessarily... I would say Family Guy has harder hitting jokes but this is definitely a better right an absolutely it, a better constructed season of television it is it is that old uh it's that old adage about talent versus uh hard work this is the hard work family guys the talent you know yes yeah yeah uh and then american dad will have both in later seasons which is what i'm really excited um i i think that what makes this um what what i think what ty is getting at here is that this show is a lot more clever and a lot more thoughtful than Family yes. Guy at its best. Again, yes. Family Guy at its best is just like kind of works on a visceral level. Um, like, yeah, it, it's it's you're getting kind of just like slammed in the face with like good bits, basically. You know, the, yeah. Uh, this, Family Guy yeah. is, I mean, at its worst and at its best, Family Guy is a blunt object in a way that this show is not. You know. We talked about this in the first American Dad episode, but um, like like two months ago. Yeah, jeez. But the uh, key aspect that makes American Dad, I think, it's what kind of forces American Dad to be more clever and more thoughtful about what it does, is that there are no cutaways. Um, well, yes, there were yeah. very few cutaways. I think there were some and, in the earlier episodes, but yeah, compared and, to and you can nothing. feel it feel them fade out. I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, I'm not certain on this, but I'm pretty sure I read that uh, this was, while not a different season than the first seven episodes, was part of that same production cycle. Um, Yeah. So you can definitely feel the show. Because again, like if you remember in our first uh, American Dad season, we all basically agreed, first three episodes were super rough, last four episodes are better, and this is them continuing to sort of improve and refine things. Yeah. Um, 
they uh yeah they you really feel like you know considering it's all part of one production cycle they really figure out what they want to do remarkably fast oh for sure yes it, it, like more yes. Th- this is like compared to most tv shows this has a remarkably solid first season yeah. like in terms of it's actual like I- ideological foundation or not ideolo- a, but you know what i mean yeah that is that is i think is is american dad especially faster than family guy which american dad basically figures itself out with the exception of a few things like some of the side cast and class and stuff figures out its its core stuff by the end of season two and start of season three yeah which is not something you could say about family guy i i wanted to return real quick to the um the joke writing element and that the lack of cutaways you know the three of us here, at least, we like Family Guy cutaways, generally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they work, they're very funny. Yeah, sure. and we've defended them yeah. on the principle that they're not lazy. They are genuinely well. really hard to write and come up yeah. with. But they're structurally lazy. They're not like, you know, the process of writing them is really difficult, probably yeah. harder than actual joke writing. But the So then why do they know, do it the, if it's harder than actual yeah. joke writing? Well... Yeah, because I mean, that's I th- what people honestly, think I think of they when... kind of wrote themselves into a corner, like in the yeah. early seasons. But I mean, yeah, yeah it's literally people... like writing. I mean, maybe not to the same degree of heightening, but it is like writing, you know, fifteen yeah. to twenty sketch comedy, you know, bits yeah. like an episode, well, which is I, a task for sure. I would go with the different explanation of at this point they like even by like season three or four they have dug themselves so deep into the cutaways that right. they just couldn't escape from them. That's what people came to Family well, Guy for cutaways. I mean, yeah, that's so that's you what I said. Stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, which is also something that I want to thank American Dad season two because unlike a certain other animated uh, Seth MacFarlane show show. (laughs) did not like as much. This show, not only on a character basis, but on a writing basis, on a plot basis, goes out of its way to form its own identity from Family Guy. Yes. And that is something that I appreciate about this show so much. Yes. I I, I talked a lot about, in the first season, the stuff I really didn't like was the characterization. I think of um, of Steve and Klaus. And... They have already solved that problem oh, by for this sure. part. Like, I mean, Kla- Klaus, Klaus is, pro- yeah. He's still very different from his modern self, but Steve is definitely closer to. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I, I will jump on Andy saying that he is different from his modern self. And I will say that I don't know if they always know what they're doing with Klaus, but I mean, Steve is well, totally fixed and they are going in the right direction well, with Klaus. Well, it, with Klaus, they figured out is that he's not much of a. He's not much of a, like, character. a character, so they just kind of don't yeah. have him do stuff for most of each episode, which yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah, they have him do, like, a non-sequitur or, like, you know, a, a little meta joke, and it's fine. I mean, it's not amazing, but it works yeah. more than yeah. Horny uh, Klaus did. And, yeah. it, and, and, it, and he should be grateful, considering that, like, he still managed to keep himself a role on the show while also being kind of the, the minor joke guy. Right. The, the I mean, you have Dee Bradley Baker, you're not going to let him go. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely not. That yeah. man can do it. Is fucking. He's the man of a thousand actor. voices. Yeah, literally. the The other thing I want to say about like uh, Steve is is definitely I think a a really strong example of character. Like he is right. Him and Roger, I would say, are the most positively improved this season. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Roger is great. Roger is delightful. Well, because they understood that they fixed the biggest problem that season one had with Roger, which is he was stuck in the house. In this season, they get him out out of the house, and that yeah. fixes most of yeah. Roger's problems. Like as a character, I, I like how like early in the season they have to like you know it's like oh this disguise, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do with this disguise? Like, is it gonna work? And then like by the end of the season, he's just like just like always just, just wearing leaving a wig the and going out and being a <laughs> which is, person, yeah. Which it becomes his foundation. This is this guy Roger getting personas is a, the foundation of his character for the rest of the show. So right. one thing I noticed about Roger and Klaus actually is that they they kind of you know I don't want to draw too many parallels to Family Guy even though we are a Family Guy podcast, but Roger and Klaus feel like the yeah. two separate aspects of Stewie kind of split in two different iterations, like hmm. split into two different characters. Right, because yeah. Roger has um, that kind of like floaty, you know, also kind of sinister homosexuality, and Klaus has the fact that Stewie's a fish, for sure. And also the damn you vile woman kind of thing yeah. going on. But Also, I, I yeah. remembered something on what I was, I was going to say about Klaus, which is that like last season, Ty, I mentioned that like, uh, you know, Klaus kind of ends up becoming the Meg of the show. And you're like, well, you know, he's not the Meg of the show right now. But something else I want to point out is that, like, 
even in this in this state, like Meg wasn't really the Meg of the show until season four. But I would say Klaus had a much smoother transition. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's it's better for I mean, I haven't I'm not that familiar with American Dad, but I Klaus being the Meg is perfectly fine with me because one, he's annoying, and two, he's a fish. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's weird. Yeah. And three, he's German. Yeah. Which yes. like those hey, hey, deserve to be hey, punished. Hey. hey. Yeah. I didn't know you were German. I'm like half German. Oh, that, does, that doesn't mean anything. Sure. It's not a real nationality. Sure. Yeah, no, what the fuck do you think I am? I'm I I have blue eyes, blonde hair. Like that, that describes what, most I of you. I, like, I thought you were I don't, just I don't gay. think that's that's really anything special. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, me Irish. You know, it's very very specific. Yeah, you're I, I, Irish Iranian. That is a that is a powerful combo. I I, I, I just uh, until proven otherwise, I just assume that every white kid in America is just like. An all-American mud of, of European genetics. I mean, uh, I, mean I kind that, of That am. is fair. Like, unless they are stated differently, like, if you are white in America, you're half German. Like, I'm half German, half yeah. Irish, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, yeah, no, I don't want to make yeah. it sound like, like, you know, like, my grandparents were, like, German immigrants. It's just, like, most of my ancestry comes from Germany. But anyways. Um, right. Uh, so, yeah, I, other than that, yeah, they, with Steve, they really figured out what they're doing with him pretty quickly. Like, in the in the first episode, he's just like horny Bart Simpson, and it's awful. Yeah, and now he, now he's kind of like a now now he's kind of like a, a Fauntleroy type horny teenager. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. yeah, you know he is he is kind of the idealistic nerd protagonist, but that works. Like he's still sleazy and horny even in later seasons, but it's it's in a but he's much more like sympathetic. And and even more than Haley, I would say Steve is the moral core of the Smith family. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that is a difficult thing to judge, just because, like, I, I mean, I see your point in that Haley, like, her idealism is kind of played as a joke a lot of times because, like, she is so uber-liberal, which is, yeah. I mean, a, a can of worms on its own. But also, like, I think more often than not, uh, Steve, and maybe maybe I'm biased from, like, later seasons where he's kind of less likable, but I do think in this season, like, Steve is in the wrong enough that it's tough to categorize him as, like, the moral center. Well, I, like, I'm not saying that he is where he is now, but I'm saying that's the direction he's heading in and where I think uh, he ends up. But I, but I would, whatever. This is kind of splitting hairs to a degree, but I would argue that later in the show, he gets even less, like, uh, morally <sighs> consistent than he is right now. Like he, uh, he becomes we'll, a brat. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get yeah. there. Yeah. Um, sure. um, right. Right now, I don't know if she's necessarily the weakest because Klaus is still kind of nothing. But I feel like Haley is still like the 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 character that they really have. Like she's just liberal jokes. She's just I liberal don't know jokes. about that. She. she I don't know. Yeah, I disagree. Do, yeah. Well, I think the thing is a lot of like modern Haley. I like more her like. They're, like, I like her more slacker sort of, like, commentary. Like, I like more of her modern jokes, so I, I feel like a lot of the good Haley jokes this season are kind of like, eh, it's, it's just... This is... She, I mean, yeah, I will agree that Haley in this season is not the same character she is in, like, modern seasons, but I, I, she I, is I'm a jo- character, and I would I would not... I, I think it's unfair to characterize her I, I'm not as... saying she's bad. Like, she's still... Like, all of... Unlike last season one, all of the Smiths are good this season. I just think she's the weakest of the good and also i feel like i guess i am kind of being unfair because i'm judging them based on my perspective of later seasons because i haven't seen a lot of early american dad rather than what they are right now seamus um do you have any any thoughts on like the characters um you know you have some familiarity with american dad probably more than me so do you have any thoughts on them at this point in time um uh I, i i i can i come in with foreknowledge of what happens with the characters yeah, go oh, absolutely. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that. Okay, <laughs> that's what we've been doing for the past twenty minutes. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, so I think yeah. honestly, no, Klaus yeah, is my favorite fine. character. Um, I like him a lot. <laughs> Fuck you. I do. I do. Mainly because he has so many. I know. Great he is the like, Joker. Um, he's great. Um, Steve, I'm. He's the shit poster of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always got. He's always got something great. Constantly depressed and and making. Yeah, Roger is interesting. I guess Steve is kind of interesting. Um. I don't know, Stan, ooh, Stan bothers me more on a, like, behind-the-scenes level because it's clearly a vehicle for Seth MacFarlane to do um, a very deep, um, macho voice. Um, 
because he's in love with his own voice, and you can tell because yeah. there is an episode where he's going out on the town, and there's a song playing in the background, and you think for a moment it's Frank Sinatra, but then you realize it's Seth MacFarlane singing his own song, and it's and it's which is not the only time he does that in his shows. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's his own. It's his I, own I thing. think yeah. um, it's like, yeah. I, he does I, that like, in the Stan- New Hampshire episode of I, Family Guy too, yeah. and. Countless others, yeah. for sure. I, I, I like Stan a lot, but it's uh, like that is a very good point. And again, on this show, we have dedicated countless, maybe minutes, hours at this point, just pointing out the, the, the very thin, like, shade that Seth MacFarlane puts of masculinity over his personality. Yeah. Like, just just come out of the closet, dude. We all understand. We all I know. I mean, yes. We, we we are on the same page, I think, all of us. I'm not sure about Seamus, that Seth MacFarlane is a gay man. But also... No, like, I, 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 I honestly I do think... not think that Seth MacFarlane is a gay man. I, I... As someone... As someone... As someone with a, um... Okay. Um, Gay friend. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. As someone who has been complimented for their voice before, I understand the mentality at play. Seth MacFarlane is not a gay man. I, I, I think he honestly thinks that he's the shit, and he thinks that show tunes and displaying his vocal talents will get him laid in incomprehensible amount of times. Um, not with uh, men. I, I understand. I, I think he's just. I think he's I think he's just like a fifties guy. Like yeah, he's just yeah. like kind of a stuck out of time. He might be gay too. I mean, he's like Cary Grant was absolutely gay, and yeah. But so, I'm, I mean, I, I, I do think that that kind of speaks to a a blind spot that Seamus has, where <laughs> Seth is a fifties man, and Seamus just sounds like he's fifty. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. No. But I. I, I feel like I feel like. Um, you know, one of my favorite stories about Cary Grant, like one of the ways people have suspected that he was bisexual, was that he and other guys he would quote unquote hang out with would go out and like, well, they were hanging out, just get in like, ju- like fist fights, basically, just like all the time. And back in like the 1910s the and 20s, rituals. that was something gay men did. That was like a gay guy ritual. What? Was just God, beating how, the shit out of each other. How cool would it be to be in a gay fight club? Dude, it, I, I return to tradition, honestly. Like, gay guys nowadays just are annoying on Twitter. We need to go back to just... We need to just go back to just fucking pounding the shit out of each other. Just beating the fuck out of each other. It was yeah, good yeah, time. Yeah, you gotta, gotta rephrase that one. Yeah, they're already kind of doing that. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I don't. don't think he I does. really don't. Okay, okay. I okay. don't at all. Just, just, to, just, but, just to wrap it around to, to, to talk about <laughs> dead characters. Um, all right, yeah, yeah no. I, I feel um, like we, we could go on a whole tangent about Cary Grant because I, I love Cary Grant. But, um, oh, we all love oh, yeah, Cary Grant. Yeah, he's the best. God, but, yeah. get your own podcast, losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, who um, is um, Haley? Oh, Haley annoys me uh, significantly. Um, mainly because Rachel McFarlane is, I think, the same mentality that Seth McFarlane has. Um, but also, um, the way that they, the way that they write Haley in later seasons, there's an episode that sticks on my mind from how grotesque it is, like, in a behind-the-scenes way. Because there's an episode where Seth McFarlane, with, where, no, sorry, when, when Stan, Stan's CIA double, which makes an appearance in this season, um, starts dating <laughs> Bill, Haley. yeah. But then you realize that Seth MacFarlane, who voices Stan, is sisters with Rachel MacFarlane, who voices Haley, and they're talking about, like, sucking and fucking each other, but they're brother and sister. That, is, that is something that we have been very explicit on in the podcast, is that Seth not only loves singing with his sister, but he loves flirting with his sister, which is something yeah. that we have taken as an example of that no, he is a gay Seth, man. Yeah. Seamus, we, I think we talked about this on the episode we recorded with Caleb. Um, and Caleb was the only one bold enough to say it, but um, there's an episode where Quagmire gets seduced by, like, an kinkier woman than Quagmire is. McFarlane. Yeah, and oh, so you have, like, remember. Seth talking with his sister, <laughs> and they're talking about pissing on each other. Oh, it's God. such pimp shit. Oh, God. Oh, this is a Jesus. reoccurring thing in the McFarlane verse. Yeah. Which, yeah. to more than anything, is proof to me that he's gay. Um, like, no, I just wanted to say... with your sister if he's not gay. Yeah. yeah. Look, look, look uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a journalist. I'm not going to speculate. 
Um, until, I, until I've seen <laughs> confirmed proof, I'm, I believe when Seth MacFarlane tells me he is straight, I will believe him until it is proven otherwise. But I'm still going to say that he's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I guess, um, you know, we, we talked about the main cast. Does anyone have anything to say about side characters? Because I have a few things. Oh, well, See, what this is, I, I will, I will, my big gripe with American Dad is that it, its side cast is so weak compared to Family Guy. Like, yeah. that yeah. is literally, in my mind, the only thing Family Guy has going for it over American Dad. I, I, uh, there's definitely members of, like, Bullock is great this season. Bullock we, is yeah, good. We, I like, I, I mean, I have a special fondness for Linda Mamari, um, I but, like Greg but, and Terry. I wonder why. Greg and Terry are fine. But but the thing about... I think the thing about American Dad's sidecast is that when they introduce a character who is potentially interesting, they are never... I mean, either they are never sketched, like, broadly enough to make them into a consistent member of the uh, sidecast, or they are too specific. And I think that they have a problem coming up with, like, a, a specific, like, specific members of the supporting cast yeah. who are like actually I, like, returnable Steve's I, I friends think are bad like they're not very good i'm sorry I, they get better they get better yeah um, but like this year fine, they have like they're not like they none of them are on the level of like seamus or more you know yeah and those are like low tier family guy supporting characters um yeah i i, I do have one that i want to want to talk about which is um jeff uh i want to talk Je- about yeah. jeff because jeff uh eventually like season 12 i want to say uh, becomes a member of the main yes oh, America. Yeah, and at this point in the series I, I like that that they made we'll get to I'll let you talk no about no it's fine it's fine talk I to say <laughs> no I, I, I no it's just I dis, I'm not I'm, I talk over you so I have no right to criticize you but it's just I disagree with that so that bugged me a little bit but okay. um, the, the, the thing is the thing is about Jeff is I like a lot of like modern Jeff stuff I, I like his dynamic with Haley in later scenes I like in this season, I don't think he deserves to be a main cast. I think uh, I think yeah. at this point in the show, they could have Jillian, treated him like Jillian, and no one would have complained. So I think it's interesting that he did does like become. He's the like probably the most improved side character. That's fair. Um, I I like Jeff as like kind of a a sly commentary on like the Michael Stivic character of like you know the kind of hippie stoner guy, but kind of as the loser that he would be a lot of the time in real life. I think he's fun. Sure. I I agree with you that he is probably not main cast material right now, but every time yeah. he shows up, I'm like I enjoy seeing Jeff. Yeah, you know? no, I, I that that's what I'm saying is like it'll be interesting to note like this is where he starts. Let's see where he ends up. Um. Also, once again, Greg and Terry are in the show, but I feel like they're really underused considering outside of Principal Lewis, they're probably the most, uh, and, and Steve's friends, they're probably the most commonly used side characters in the show. Oh god, we don't see any of Avery, or not Avery, uh, Principal Lewis this season, which sucks. No, that that's yeah. the thing. Lewis is like probably my favorite American Dad side character outside he, of Avery. I mean, and again, we've talked about this on the Cleveland Show episode, Kevin Michael Richardson is a god. Legend. Absolute yeah. legend. Amazing. Nothing he cannot do. Every time he shows up in something, I'm happy to see him. Uh, do we have anything else to add for the uh, first half of this? What is it? The first half of this episode? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure, but we're 30 minutes in, so I don't yeah. know if we can. Yeah, and I, I feel yeah. like there, 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 is something, anyway. there, are, there are things that need to be discussed. Um, oh, go for it, James. No, no, no. As in, we need to discuss the actual episodes of the series. Not, no, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't care about yes. talking about okay. Roger. <laughs> so, see you in the back half. See you up in the back half, folks. Hey, guys. Yeah? No, this isn't for you. This is for the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to commercial. (laughs) But you know, I will admit, America's got its flaws. Really, Dad? Like what? Well, there's free speech and there's gun control and lousy Democrats. The media's too liberal and everyone's too fat. The women have careers and form opinions of their own. We let our wives control our lives. It's good to be home. Hey folks, we're back. 
Um, we're talking about the, uh, we're doing the deep episode analysis. Uh, we've got a big one for the end of the episode, so be sure to stick around. But uh, l- let's start out with uh, the first episode of the season. Uh, fun, quick one. Uh, Bullock's to Stan. Uh, plot of this one is basically Deputy Director Bullock, uh, the head of the CIA, played by Patrick Stewart, the king. Um, has a relationship with Haley, and basically it sort of turns into this tug of war where Stan wants a promotion, but he has to kind of keep this under wraps, this relationship between Haley and the director, against the will of um, Francine, who does not approve for obvious reasons. Well, let, let's keep under wraps and more just like accept the fact that a 60-year-old man is plowing his 19-year-old daughter. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, there is a uh, B plot where uh, uh, Stan or sorry Steve uh, gets a hold of um, Dick Cheney's and, uh, BlackBerry, which is such yes. a two thousands phrase. I cannot believe it. I'm about and to also and and also uh, it's it's. I, I just want to bring up it's, th- there really isn't a resolution to this. It feels like they stop at like the oh, second. Oh no, no, act I love the, res- I love the resolution. Yeah, that, that's right, the best but, part of the episode. Okay. This is, a resolution. This, this might just be. <laughs> This might just be a personal thing. I am all for B plots that are just a series of gags, and I think that not an, it is yeah, not sh- utilized sh- enough. Sh- sure, but makes I it think easier it's, to it's, summarize. But I feel like with the Argentina thing, it's like they're setting it up kind of for a thing instead of like like just have the gags. Don't have like a gag and then a gag that ends on somewhat tension. I don't know. Uh, but I like the A plot of this episode. Mm. Um, I like the B plot too. I am. I yeah. am, again. Whatever. I, I, I am, again. I, I yeah. My my problems aren't that it's not funny. I just think it's flawed structurally. Um, mm. Yeah, I I I want to say I don't have a ton to add about this episode. Um, oingo I, boingo, oingo boingo. Yeah, there are two oingo boingo references in this fucking season, including uh, you know they've got references to Dead Man's Party and Little Girls, uh, two classic songs. So uh, you're your first, uh, your yeah, first no. uh, Spencer Spencer likes Little Girls. Um, yeah, one, yeah. I want, I want on the record just in case people didn't hear that. Which is yeah. kind of insane for a lot of listeners because I don't think anyone expected that Spencer likes any girls. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Good job. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, I will say, I like that, like, uh, it's never a super important plot point, but I like that uh, anytime. Uh, Haley and Bullock are on screen together. It is this is referenced as a plot point. I also really like the fight scene at the end. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's. I am I am kind of on the fence about Klaus as like the meta, you know, director's commentary joke. I think it works until they push it too far. But I think during that fight scene, the the director's commentary joke is like really yeah. really pays off. You also, know? I like yeah. I like that it's it's. It's a action sequence that is way more grounded than like a Family Guy chicken fight. Which don't get me wrong, I love those. Those are always welcome whenever yeah, and, they show up. Though. But those are be, like yeah. so big and like right. bomb. You can only really do one of seasons. Where this is more like you know ground. And this is also why Stan as a protagonist works because you know you can more easily incorporate action sequences for uh, a you know a CIA employee than like a blue collar working guy. Right. And I, I will say props to Family Guy. I think that. In its limited fight scenes, the animation and, like, the choreography is better, but... I still think I, the choreography here is decent. But the choreography here is good. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. and I think that it works... I mean, something that we have taken both Family Guy and Cleveland Show to task for is the idea of, like, uh, fight scenes that are too reliant on gags and that ruins the... Uh, that that ruins the integrity of the fight scene. I think that that is something that American Dad never has a problem with. No, because even no. if it has gags, the gags are strong enough to support yeah. the fight scene. And even if they don't, the fight scene is strong enough to support itself. You know. Yeah. Also, something else uh, that I wanted to bring up, might as well bring it. That I just realized, might as well bring. It, probably should have brought it up in the first half, but it's kind of relevant now. Uh, I feel like Dick and the other CIA co-workers with Stan don't really get a lot of playtime this season. They don't. Um, they're fine as, like, placeholder characters, I guess. Yeah. I, I feel like they do... Well, D- Dick's the only one I feel like they do anything with in later scenes. But I, I don't know. I feel like in later stuff, they, they, they get better jokes, but in this, they, they don't really get anything. Is Dick the skinny one or the the bald one? Bald one. 
Okay, I they do stuff with the skinny one too. Uh, anything else to say about this episode? Uh, Patrick Stewart singing "Little Girls" by Oingo Boingo is one of the <laughs> best things. And, and and as we established on our Family Guy episodes, Patrick Stewart fucking legend. He's a Absolute. legend. He's great. And, and and it's so great that we just constantly get to hear him when doing one of these. You know, it's, right? It's, it's a nice treat. Well, and yeah. and the, I will say before. I mean, if we are to move on to another episode, just before we do that, the reason this is my episode, and the reason I brought it in is that I think it is a very good episode for both Stan and Haley because it shows that like it it, it gives us a good insight into like Stan's the tension in Stan between like him him as a family man and him as a career man, and also I think that kind of countering some of Andy's earlier statements, like it it, it is a good character turn for Haley to like have her be uh have her both have an adult relationship and have like a difficulty in that relationship in terms of like her her expressing herself as a human being who wants you know a specific thing out of a romantic partner i think that's a good place to 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 express her character in yeah Yeah. um i i i had problems with Haley this season I think it's because I rewatched Stan, uh, Stan of Arabia. That was the most recent thing of the season right. I saw, so I, I'm judging her on that stellar performance. But um, no, in this in this episode, she's pretty good. I will say this: I feel like this is one of the better Haley uh, performances this season. Um, yeah, on no, Defem- on to Femboy Hooters. Yeah. Also, I, 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 I want to I wanna say also, I want to say for the record before we go into this episode, I'm not going to comment on anything. I hated this episode. <laughs> I hated this episode. I don't like it, but. Because of the proclivities of people on this panel, we're going to have to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. You guys can talk about it amongst yourselves. I will butt in when I feel viscerally offended by something. Seamus, this might be a super episode, but tell us what's wrong with it. Because that's that okay, is fine, 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 fine. That's, that's fair. Find. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is something. Ooh, okay. I need. I, I need to navigate this. Um, I need to be okay. really ginger here. Um, I. I'm going to start out by saying I support trans women in all forms. Um, I think they're great. Right? I think they're great. You're the only one on this podcast who does. Uh, <laughs> however, however, there is something about men who identify as men, um, like, in every single possible way, and then they're given <laughs> just huge breasts. And it's just, it, it like, and, like, they do antics with it. Like, it just, it, it bothers me on, like, a like a really weird way. Um, it just messes with it. Just, I don't like it. See, yeah, see, I, I disagree. Uh, I think, I think me and the boys should just get some fat honkers. <laughs> just get some big old knobs. See, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's talking about this episode like Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can I say something serious to Seamus? Yes. I think, I understand where you're coming yes. from. But I have seen Seth MacFarlane on ironic takes on trans natures, so this was a delightful breeze of an oh, episode. Is, is, yeah. is, is Seth MacFarlane transphobic? Disgusting. Oh, what am I saying? What, yeah. am, I saying? what am I saying? No, no, no. He's sorry, not sorry. For a moment, he's not for a moment, for a moment there, I thought, like, Seth MacFarlane said, I, I completely forgot about everything that happened on Family Guy. And I thought, oh, Seth MacFarlane yeah. says something in public about trans people. That's weird. No, but then I realized that I remembered there was an episode. <laughs> He's yeah. not even. He has a very good premium episode about no. it for oh people who are listening. Uh, if you want to check that he, out, join our Patreon. No, the- what I think it what makes it even more upsetting is that he's not even like J.K. Rowling, where he's just like out and transphobic, but he's just like he say he like always sounds like Joe Biden trying to talk about <laughs> trans people. But he's just he's like, not a turf; just, he's just an yeah. asshole. Yeah, yeah, he's just yes. like a, just a guy who's stuck in two thousand four, and he's like, look, I ain't got, I I don't have a problem if a if a dude wants to wants to get a pussy <laughs> and wear makeup. I, I don't got a problem with that. I just think it's gay is all. Oh just my stuff God. like what? that. <laughs> what? How is that? Yeah, no. even... So are we so Ugh. are we talking about episode twenty one? Uh, right <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah. We we technically have to talk about the plot of this episode where uh, what is the episode even called again? It's just, uh, help, helping handies. I legitimately yeah. <laughs> thought we were still on the Bullock episode. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, helping, helping handies. handies. He, uh, Steve, uh, Steve takes steroids uh, because he 
What is it? He wants to be popular at school, like this well, uh, buff no, Asian kid. He, no, no. His dad wants him to be yeah. popular. Yeah, because Stan is a nerd, which, let's be clear, is an inspired choice for the show to make Stan as a, a high school nerd. But, yeah, that is that yeah. is Yeah, no. I, I, inciting. And I like that. Anyways, um, uh, but he gives him the wrong steroid, and he ends up with a with a with a rack, um, and he he becomes popular at school because of it, because he all the guys at school are are. <laughs> you know, they're hanging out with him. It's like, hey, you right. want to hang out with us? And they're Which... just getting ways for him to flap about his fucking yeah. honkers. Which, um... I, will, I will say this. If boys with tits were that popular, I would not have to feel so fucking bad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I like this it. Is... Yeah, he literally becomes... There's a part of this episode where he is boy-moding. Yeah. Where he has to, like, put on, like, it, it, three... So <laughs> and he's just... I like, when I saw him, like putting on all the hoodies and stuff i was like i just paused the episode i texted angie and i'm like angie 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 steve is boy moaning in this episode of american dad and they were like spencer spencer you better be fucking serious right now i swear to god if you are fucking with me i am still gonna be so pissed and i'm like no 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 i love angie so much yeah they are so good at this Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, uh, huh. no. But anyways, huh. uh, Steve, Steve uh, I think with this episode, so this episode isn't very good, but like in theory, this is my favorite episode of TV. Oh, my God. Like, I think right, because it think shows if, your girlfriend. Yeah. I think if the three of us, I think if the three of us rewrote this episode, it would so be anyway. like, yeah, the peak of art. No, no, no. Uh, I, I fully, I fully no, believe, no. Spencer, if you were given the writing credit on this episode... You would have you would have turned this into into a masterpiece. However, instead, yeah. what we have is yeah. Steve going to a high school party and pulling out yeah. his, his knockers and getting them felt yeah. off. He has a line of guys, like, line just of guys. like oh, just feeling his tits. Yeah, it's just boy, it's just boy rack. Which and and that that is the thing also is that this episode is very very optimistic about like what oh, what yeah. having yeah. breasts can do to you like there is a point later in the episode where steve is literally just talking about D and like having people listen to him rapturously just because he has breasts and it's like if that was the case like i would be the most popular person on the face of the planet yeah no i, I yeah. okay i feel like I, no, if I'm you're not... if you're a guy like um basically like if you're a, a guy not like a trans woman but just like a right. guy with just fat and bouncy tits you, you in a high school you you don't become like the hot kid yeah. you become like a dare basically yeah. you become yeah, like anyway. a practical yeah. joke do, uh, do you remember in fight club like what meatloaf's yeah. character was he was not considered yeah they uh, were all like meatloaf damn playing that? damn that guy is hot oh my god they were all saying. Like, yeah they meatloaf were all like Listen, no. can't, like, okay, let's be, let's be completely honest. Let's not, you know, be, be making jokes for a podcast, which is, you know, objectively something that, you know, it helps a podcast. Meatloaf was kind of a pog. No, no, <laughs> not gonna, not gonna engage, not gonna engage here. Meatloaf, yeah. Uh, let's just a minute, let's just finish the spot synopsis. Yeah, I want, I want to, I want to, I want to, no, but. Eventually, when when Stan learns that people his, I'm just thinking of that Rocky tweet. Imagine you just you're, you're surprisingly hot, son. Uh, <laughs> when he realized that uh, people are interested in his um his very hot son for different reasons, <laughs> his his buoyant personality. Vince Chong wants to fuck his boy. Yeah. So all the so he goes to the CIA. And and gets bigger wrecked and yeah. upstages Steve at the yeah. party to prove a point about something. <laughs> Which <laughs> not being an easy slut. And can I say? Can I say this is the apotheosis of being gay with your dad? Yeah, <laughs> is having this enormous is, tits with it's your. It's not dad. even having sex with your dad. It's you and your dad just growing just a big old. <laughs> Just a big old pair of honkers together. It's just happy it with your it is dad. The, the gayest thing. Oh my god. Yeah. So not, yeah. No. Not like sense. Again, love and respect to the gay community. But growing huge breasts and hanging out with your dad is. I'm sorry. Yeah. On the right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things at the top. 
Imagine, imagine the transcendent so... joy of having kids with your dad in a diner. That's why Nabla was excommunicated from the gay community. Not because of like the pedophilia stuff. It's like they were they were just like at gay rights marches and just being like, you know, we think that we should, you know, boys and boys and their dads should just grow titties together. Yeah. So also also I think it's worth ending. I think it's worth mentioning that the ending of this episode has literally a car wash scene. Yes. Yeah, it's the same song. It's in the Simpsons one, and it's a series of photos of just having kids with your dad. (laughs) Pour some sugar on me by Def Leppard is playing. Oh fuck me! Okay, I I just want to say that uh, Cracked.com. If you want to, if you want to look up aged aged poorly in the dictionary, Cracked.com is like the definition of that. It's like the coolest thing in the world in the 2010s and then just the lamest shit in the world immediately after that. But they did have one good line and it was from Gladstone, I believe. And he said, yeah, sorry. I have, I have something I'll talk about Gladstone off the pod. Yeah, no, I no, not about Gladstone as a person, but he did have one good line and it was, is it offensive to suggest that Def Leppard sounds like their drummer has one arm? Um, (laughs) yeah. So that's very, you know, yeah. En- enough talking about being gay to your dad. Do you have anything to say about the Francine subplot? What even is that? Oh, she yeah, grows that's kids the thing with her the son too. I don't remember it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, she becomes a, do- a-, a doctor for the yeah, disabled she... mafia. Which oh, is, yeah. I, I will the, say, disabled the disabled mafia is a good is, bit. It's just, I think it's a strong enough bit to hold itself on its own, like even outside of the context of like yeah. a B plot. I, I think it got upstaged yeah. recently by the, the news of the autism cop car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like you, you, yeah, we have the disabled mafia, but have you heard of the autism cops? Um, yeah, no. I mean, they are mortal enemies. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) I, 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 I I also wanted to say, like, I feel like the opening of that B plot was kind of like, wow, that's a really shitty thing for Haley to do. Like, it, yeah, it felt almost a little out of character. It did. I think it worked. Like basically, she she shows like a, a movie, makes a movie for her community college, like theater class, and it's basically about how like man, women throughout history are great, and my mom's a fucking loser. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it it feels like I mean whatever that that is. I think an aspect of like the kind of non uh, non exploratory, you know, feminist critique of like you know just kind of taking things at face value. But it does feel really shitty to like assume that a housewife has no value just because like she finds fulfillment in in a form of life that is not what you you know also, like because she's not no doing one, no one would laugh shit, at it in know? a way that the people are laughing at it right like people are normal yeah, people are yeah, normal yeah exactly like, it would just be like why are you being such a bitch to your yeah. mom yeah <laughs> exactly yeah everyone would just be like uncomfortable and then just afterwards it's like what the fuck was that um, but, 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 uh, the rest of the B-plot is, is fine. Um, yeah. it's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I legitimately love the idea of, like, the disabled mob as a concept. I think that it's yeah. almost kind of wasted as, like, being the B-plot of an episode of a thing. Like, the imagine the shit that Mr. Show could do with this. Like The payoff the, the is concept, great. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say because just like having her like just like telling them to go rob a bank and then they immediately get murdered because the bank has a hundred steps and then yeah. it's just that is a fucking yeah. good bit. Um, yeah, no, I, I very love, clever, and that's something that they do with Lois too. But I think that they do it more deftly with Francine. I like when Francine just gets to be like very kind of cold and like calculating and like kind of like you know, more, like, 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 more, more, you know, Tony Montana than a housewife, you know? Um, yeah, no, it's always welcome. Uh, I, I just want to, um, I just want to add that it kind of explains why the show works in a nutshell is because, like, they get to do the Simpsons-esque, very character-driven plot lines, um, but they get to, since it's, you know, a fail, it's like a McFarland product, they get to be much meaner and more cruel and like right. you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a disabled mafia getting gunned down on the steps of a bank for being disabled. Um, you wouldn't have that in The Simpsons, and um, that would be just a random cutaway in yeah. Family Guy. Yeah, but you have it as like the peak of the episode, and that's what makes this show so great. Um, anyways, uh, Stan of Arabia. Oh boy! Right. Oh boy! So, so I guess I, guess I have a your... laundry list of questions to ask Seamus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Let's just gun through well, the plot I, I, synopsis. I, I, I have a theoretical question before we... Sorry, Seamus, just a, something I want to ask now. Ty, Spencer. Yes. Is this worse than the Peter Becomes a Muslim episode? Oh, by no. far. Are you kidding me? Wow. Ooh, wow. Because the thing is, we already hated this episode. I wasn't quite sure, but I, I, I can definitely see why you're saying it. I, yeah, I, I think it's just because, like, this just reads as, like... You know, not to defend it, obviously. This just reads like kind of stock standard, you know, Bush-era liberal Islamophobia. Whereas the Turban Cowboy episode, there was like, there was something deeply evil about that episode. Yeah. There there was like, yeah. I mean, I might just be biased because like this was two episodes and Turban Cowboy was one, but like... Take away, you know, whatever animosity you have towards Saudi Arabia, which, I mean... Let, let's be very clear, is to its a core cool country. Kind of like an evil country in a way that not, you know, is not applicable to all Arab states, but like <laughs> it, it it feels like it was kind of like because it, it feels like it was kind of taking all of Arabism, that, or all of, yeah. you know, Arab identity to task, like using Saudi yeah. Arabia as a shield, which is really gross to exactly. me. You know? Exactly. I, I, I just want to yeah. say, imagine if they did this episode where, where Stan becomes like a Turkish nationalist. <laughs> That would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Stan Smith loves Erdogan. Yeah. Gets in a fight with, like, fucking Kurt. uh, Yeah. With him getting uh, owned by, like, Kurtish soldiers being supported by the U.S. Army. I'm following Ataturk theory. Yeah. He has to... to, The the crux of the episode is that he has to um, destroy the Gulanist elements in the CIA. (laughs) Uh... No, but anyways, uh, this has been the the hottest Chapo bit of 2016. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, no, Stan of Arabia. The plot is is that uh, Stan, you know, does a roast of his boss at a comedy club, and I, he gets he is somehow worse than Jay Leno. Yes, during the roast, he goes full Michael Richards, and he says the N word twenty times, and unfortunately, <laughs> they have to I, they I, have to remove him from the CIA. <laughs> No, I just wanted to add that um, uh, Jay Leno is the most famous graduate of my college. Really? He went to Emerson? Really? Yeah, he went to Emerson. Is that... God, who the fuck didn't go to Emerson? Yeah, I'm noticing a lot more people Uh, in Emerson these days. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Uh, But but Spencer, I I do have a a serious, earnest question here. Would you say you're... That's that's more or less proud of that than Mike Henry going from your your. Oh, uh, I I make Mike Henry's a king. Uh, Jay yeah. Leno's Jay Leno. I don't I don't get. I have never met anyone who particularly liked Jay Leno. I, I am good thing. I'm I, I like he was a great stand up. That's all I know. I, yeah. I'm way more proud of uh fucking you know Paul Thomas Anderson dropping out of Emerson than fucking uh. The, 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 this this I feel like this is probably where my expertise comes in. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. if I can just do an ultra fast recap, of yes, this please, please since, do. Please uh, do. Yeah, since we're running out of time, basically Stan gets um, sent to Saudi Arabia. Uh, he doesn't like it at first, but then he comes to like it um, because he gets to like be possessive of his wife. Haley uh, seduces a man, but it turns out he's an Al Qaeda. But then he's actually not. He's just like a guy who works at a falafel stand. Um, like seducing Americans. Yeah, by saying he's a terrorist. Um, other than that, uh, uh, Roger gets kidnapped by the Saudi royal family as a concubine. Yeah. Something happens with Steve. He just drives a car. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he gets a lot of money from selling Roger. He crashes in the desert, and then he meets God, who takes the form of Angelina Jolie. Okay. And then he becomes um, Moses, who is eventually stoned for saying that God is a woman. Yeah. Um. Anyways... Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. to be what, fair, I mean, is the the show is so good at giving every member of its main cast a plot, which is something that yeah. Family yeah. Guy can never do. Well, except Klaus, but you know, yeah. Klaus is in a fishbowl. It's kind of impossible to do that. Yeah, Klaus is a Klaus is a bit. He's not a character. Anyways, uh, so that was the that was the brief shotgun blast of the plot because I, I we need we brought on um, Seamus. Uh, I definitely knew this episode was going to happen before I invited Seamus on and. Not because I just wanted to bring my my dear friend and uh, high cloud friend back to the podcast for a much needed popularity bump, but no, uh, we 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 wanted to pick Seamus's mind about this episode. Yes, yes, uh, please, whatever whatever questions you have, um, I, I'm here to answer. So, so 
Is it safe to say they're just using Saudi Arabia as a complete stand-in for any single Middle Eastern state, at all of them at the same time? Absolutely. Um, you can't okay. really... Saudi Arabia sticks out in the American mind as an especially visible example of the Middle East. And up until about five years right. ago, it had this perception. I mean, it still does to a certain extent, but MBS has right. tried to roll that back somewhat. Uh, it's that kind of the American mind is an especially backward place, um, full of um, just just bizarre proclivities that were not found in any other uh, nation on earth. I mean, women couldn't drive. Everyone was wearing uh, burqas, and um, it was a cesspool of which nothing could come out. Um, and to some degree, um, it's true. It was extremely misogynistic. Um, but at the same time, uh, the way it is depicted in the outside media um, portrays it as a country that is, um, from the government to the people themselves, are deeply evil. Um, there's a lot of elements of uh, uh, rape and rescue fantasies where Saudi women are right. want to be liberated in some way by the American man by taking off all of their clothes. Um, and that's displayed yeah. very obviously in the song that right. um, says what I'm singing again. Um, Francine sings. Yeah, Francine yeah. sings. Yeah. Um, Catchy song, though. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but also, it's, it's deeply it, it abhorrent, is... uh, lyrically. Yeah, it's like Oigo Boingo's first album. Right. So, so what I'm hearing from you, Seamus, is that public singing is not punishable by stoning to death. No, mainly because singing um, is an... Ex- like, I... I it was such a dumb thing. Like, the musical instrumentation was never banned in Saudi Arabia, despite conservative scholars who may have believed that being very uh, influential. Right. Um, singing is a huge part of Arab life and Arab culture. Um, like, there are so many um, Arab, not, not necessarily Saudi, but, um, I mean, Um Kultum, Feirouz, Arab singers that were popular throughout the Arab world, including in Saudi Arabia. Um, like it's it, it's a it's a trope that is both completely untrue, but it also serves to reinforce that oh wow, what a horrible society where you can't even do anything fun, and your only right. um, allegiance is to Islam. It, it, it's dumb. It's it's nonsense. Right, 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 right. Uh, so so obviously there are some inaccuracies, but they're correct in that all Arab women want to serve their husbands without question, right? That that is a correct thing. Um, you know, I would have to get back to you on that, on the idea of, okay. of all Arab women being subservient to the, yeah. their, their their master husbands, right? Um, but yeah, so because yeah. that thing seemed that thing that that seemed kind of like a an accepted truth, and I just want to make sure that like we're on the same we're, page. We're, 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 okay, I mean, the wives in, in this in this episode. Um, it yeah. was so bad. Yeah. Not good. Um, I mean, okay, you don't, you don't, like, people are always asking, like, acting like, you know, that, you know, it's like a, it's a Muslim or Mormon thing to have multiple wives. I think all the, all of us guys should just have multiple wives. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I, I am, I think I'm in the minority here because I don't think any men should be married to women. I think that that is a perversion. Mm, I see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, look, you know, um, I, I just think, I'm sorry. It, it was better back when, you know, guys, we just had like eight different wives and, you know, sometimes they didn't know about each other. And sometimes we just had, you know, our wives all living with us. Just so, like that. can we talk about how fucking funny it is that, like, a CIA re- agent would have an antagonistic relationship to Saudi Arabia and the Saudi Arabian, uh, you know, royalty, essentially? Yeah. Like, um, what, that is a very liberal fantasy of, like, no, see, well, they hate all month, no. To be fair, though, he has an antagonistic relationship to the Saudi Arabian, you know, leadership up until the end of the first episode. Yeah. It, Which, sure, until but, then, but he's totally on board until CIA, they literally sentence him to death. The CIA are yeah. talking about during the episode, at the end of the first episode, um, that, you know, you don't want to be in Saudi Arabia. Um, Saudi Arabia is evil. <laughs> right. Like, we say there is a punishment. But in reality, Saudi Arabia, I mean, we all know this. It's an incredibly important ally to the U.S. government. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, since King Abdullah came to power, um, it's it's seen in a, in a very uh, expansive Americanization. I mean, there's there's fuddruckers there. 
Um, it's, it's not... The thing that I found so funny about this episode was the implication that the Bush administration would do anything to antagonize the Saudi oh, government. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah. It, it's... I mean, there's some elements of that in the episode where um, one of the people that Haley dates turns out to just love America and goes to McDonald's. Um, but other than yeah. that, there's this... I mean, I know it's played somewhat for laughs, but... The, somewhat, so, but, but even then, it's portraying Riyadh as this um, sand-swept hellscape, uh, similar to something you find with Aladdin, where in reality, Riyadh is, is, I mean, it's a gigantic city, um, very modern, very, um, yeah, and, and, like, people live there who are hidden behind uh, burqas and uh, robes that extend past right. the legs. It, it's, it's very yeah. odd. It's... It, it almost feels like, like, the, whatever, I and I'm not as educated as you, but it feels like the implication of, like, uh, assuming that Las Vegas was entirely in a desert, Yeah, you know? it's, it's a bit, like, the, the, the reason why, like, I mean, it, it seems, it, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm picking quite an American Dad episode, but Riyadh, Riyadh, <laughs> that's what we like, do, people yeah. live in Riyadh for a reason, it's because it's not a, a village on the, um, the empty quarter of the Arabian Desert, like, it, it's, it's, yeah. So, this reminds me of something I, I heard recently, um, talking about uh, sort of the, the hippie reaction to the Vietnam War, where um, a lot of Americans, even Americans who protested the war and were in, heavily involved in the anti-war movement, weren't necessarily super invested in fucking, um, the, or invested in the knowledge of, like, you know, French colonial history and Indochina and, and all of that stuff. They just, you know, we were drop, sending, dra- forcing soldiers yeah. to go there in a draft and, and dropping tons of bombs. This feels like... All they knew about the Middle East came from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, now that would make sense. Um, Seamus, I, I wanted to ask you one quick thing before we wrap this up. What did you think of the uh, Al Qaeda plot? Uh, it was, it was, I think, certainly the most. I don't want to say interesting, but it, it seemed the most. It was funny, I guess, kind of um, like the, the idea of like a hot uh, Saudi guy trying to woo American women by. Being a terrorist, they could only be saved by, um, like a Western vagina. Like, it's, 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 it's a weird, yeah. it's, like, it's, 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 yeah, it's an absurd concept that, um, yeah. White women do H- love him, bad him boys. Him being a sleazebag was a way less bad ending to that plotline than I thought oh, they were. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought they were just gonna make him be a terrorist. Um, him just being like just like a shithead guy is a way better ending to this, and I think it's probably why I like it more than Turban Cowboy. I I, I also um I also think the Roger stuff is I do not I do not like I do not like the, the Roger stuff. Yeah, time. the Roger stuff is bad. Um, oh, okay. Uh, well, compared to, to other stuff, maybe. But but the one thing the one thing that I really do like about the episode is a small one minute thing. Um, at the end where they're in the stadium and they're about to be stoned to death, which is so fucking stupid. Um, and then they have the Brazil fake-out yeah, ending. Yeah, they have the fake-out ending where uh, Stan <laughs> yeah. is dreaming and they have um, George W. Bush coming out of a helicopter give everybody beers and Andrew W.K. That, yeah. starts playing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. I like, I like Andrew W.K. a great deal. Uh, but uh, other than that, I don't like it. I, I, one thing I have to say is uh, you, you mentioned the song numbers a bit ago, Ty. Uh, I didn't dislike them. I thought they were pretty good, but I feel like Family Guy consistently had, like, more interesting song numbers, I feel like. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I will agree with you on that. I think that American Dad, if they included more musical numbers, would probably be better on the sure. whole than Family Guy. But I, I think this, ep- or this suite of episodes, in sure, I mean... Seth does a good job. Wendy Shaw does a good job. Uh, I mean, the, and then they do the main cast in general, which does a good job. I think that if they kept this going as like a consistent thing, I would rank them above. Yes. Guy. All right. Fair. I, I just want to say one more thing before we go. Um, what is the American equivalent of being a sleazebag al- guy who pretends to be an Al Qaeda to get uh, to get pussy? Like, is it being like like a fucking tree emoji Kaczynski fan? Like, pretending to be that type of guy to get Art Ho pussy? No. I honestly think it's just, like, a guy who lives in New York City who, like, pretends to be really, really into communism yeah, for, that's like, true. a month. that's true. But it is funnier to just imagine someone, like, yeah. a guy just, like, pretending to read, like, fucking Siege or whatever just to be like, I need to be saved. Right. Um, 
I'm reading the Turner Diaries. By the way, if you want to fuck, if you, and I will say, if you want to fuck someone who has read the entire Kaczynski Manifesto, I sling some good shit, is all I'm saying. Um, I do not, I do not, right. I do not, I do not uh, endorse no. the Kaczynski Manifesto, just, yeah. just for the record. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. So, so that was American Dad season two. Yeah. Um, uh, solid season of TV. Yeah, yeah, this was a really yeah, fun no, episode. I, 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 American Dad is always a delight to revisit on this podcast. I'm yeah, and honestly, speaking of delights on this podcast, yeah, Seamus, thank you for thank our you returning so champion. Back on. You are yeah, you are yeah, one of you, the best you. guests we have. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, the next time we have you on, we can get you something uh, not McFarland related. Maybe a patron cast. Who knows? Yeah, um, but that's gonna do it, guys. Uh, this was a really fun episode. Yeah, Seamus, yeah, do you have anything to plug fun. besides your podcast, Chapo Trap House, before oh, you go? Oh, okay. Um, I have a Substack now that you should all subscribe to. Um, MalekFZali.substack.com M-A-L-E-K-A-F-Z-A-L-I.substack.com um, Okay, we all know how to spell your last name, Seamus. Also, also, we'll, also, we'll probably have a link for it. In yes, um, I, I'm putting out stuff about the intricacies and the Middle Eastern politics on there, write-ups, um, $5 a month, not a lot, um, and I hopefully cover stuff that you won't see anywhere else in, in the, uh, the news media. Um, other than that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, this was a blast. Yeah, this was, thank you for coming yeah. on, Seamus. This was, this super was fun. the most, one of the most fun I've, I've had recording these episodes in a while. It was yeah. really nice not to watch something that made me feel like I want to die. All right, this has been those good old-fashioned values, everyone. I'm Ty, your main host. In your dreams. Uh, Say bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.